Welcome in to a Friday edition of Main Street Sports. Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'm Chris Yao, joined by Maurice Patton. And, man, what a fantastic show we have for you, just piled full of sports news, information, and discussion on such coming your way. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. There's plenty of news to discuss around the world of sports today. There's a lot, a lot going on <laughs> on the fields, on the courts, behind the mics. Um, it's everywhere. In the operating rooms. I mean, yeah. a little bit of everything. So, yeah. It's, um, it, it, is, it is an absolute jam-packed day full of sports news. It's almost like everybody tried to take it out with the trash, but we're here no. to pick it right back up. There we go. Spread it in. We're like raccoons. Yeah. Get in the trash and spread it. You know, it fits. <laughs> so we hope you guys are are as excited to be with us as we are as ex- as we are to bring you the news and information. We've got Jerry Palm who's going to join us and talk a little college football playoff, and we'll probably have to get into a a discussion with him that we will maybe pull out a little farther later in the show because I'm not sure I'm not sure how Michigan's updated situation impacts the college football playoff and maybe Jerry can give us an idea of what he thinks could or should happen. I don't know what Jerry thinks, but I don't know that it does. Well, we're going to find out. And we'll we'll talk about our opinion as well. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Joe Burrow out for the year, and the NFL is investigating the reporting of his injury. What did you know, and when did you know it? Well, (laughs) unfortunately, the Bengals left some evidence out there. That's no good. We'll talk about that. The Braves made a trade last night that caught everyone off guard. The Braves, the Braves also have a, picked up a little more hardware yesterday. They did pick up a little hardware yesterday. So it's, it's, there's a lot going on, man. And, and one of their minor league teams has a new nickname. New name. A new gear. New gear. New that logo. I'll be investing in, likely. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Looking forward to it. So we're going to get to all of that mm-hmm. in just a little bit. Before we do anything else, we have got it, – it's, it's the overlap time, so you guys know. It's going to be long on Monday and Friday, so we're going to need to go ahead and get you into Get in, sit down, shut up, hang on. Hang on. Here comes the rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support new sports across Middle Tennessee. Girls basketball last night, Bradley Central down 11 and 62-28. It was Providence Christian 54, Brentwood Academy 49, Columbia 
Central, a 41-27 winner over Oakland. Richland down Eagleville, 45-34. Weasel Harding, 56. Franklin Road Academy, 45. Nolensville, 46-39 winners over Fairview. Dixon County falls to Father Ryan, 57-30. Red Bowling Springs is a 65-41 winner over Friendship Christian. And Shelbyville downs Giles County, 60-25. Clarksville, 49. Green Hill, 48. Station Camp, 48. Hunters Lane, 6. Um, Maybe, I don't know. Uh, seems unlikely, but also possible. Independence, a 51-42 winner over Mount Juliet. Nashville Christian, 57. Overton, 33. It was Riverdale, 61-28. Winners over Kenwood. Kirkwood falls to Hendersonville, 63-19. Lawrence County, 54. Rogers of Alabama, 39. Lincoln County, 58-33. Winners over Columbia Academy. Macon County, 86. Glencliff, 6. Rockville, 61. Ravenwood, 35. Gallatin. Falls to Siegel, 37-35. Springfield was a 46-38 winner over White House Heritage. Spring Hill. In overtime. Which of these is right? Both. They played two games? Is there a rule against that? Did I break any rules? Spring Hill in overtime? 66, Centennial 56. That was, Those 10-point overtime wins are becoming more and more. Something? So you get somebody to overtime and then you just stop. <laughs> or you start playing one of the or, two. Or you start playing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the late game for the Lady Raiders. Okay, and Spring Hill also defeated the Tennessee Heat 64-38. That was an in-school game. Oh, okay. Harper's all down Summit at 65-52. And boys basketball action on Thursday. Grantwood Academy with a 69-62 win over Providence Christian. Columbia Central defeated Oakland 62-37, trying to get this season off on the right foot. Movable 43, Richland 37. East Nashville with a 69-65 win over Lead Academy. Lipscomb Academy defeated Ezo Harding 71-59. It was Nolansville 77, Fairview 46. Westmoreland with a nail-biter 67-66 over Franklin Classical. Friendship Christian defeated Red Bull in spring 68-42. It was Shelbyville 73, Job County 69. Green Hill with a 57-50 win over Clarksville. Hillsboro defeated Martin Luther King 72-50. Station Camp with a 64-51 win over Hunter's Lane. Independence behind 29 points from Jet Montgomery and a double-double from Tyler Lewis defeated Mount Juliet 77-49. Coverage at MainStreetMurray.com. Overton with a 70-56 win over Nashville Christian. Riverdale defeated Kenwood. Mm-hmm. 57-42. Hendersonville down Kirkwood, 40-33. Lawrence County with a 60-31 win over Rogers of Alabama. The Parates is good. Um, Columbia Academy went on the road, picked up a 70-47 win over Lincoln County. Lincoln County, 50. Glencliff, 47. Ravenwood, 69. Rockdale, 52. Eagle downs Gallatin, 70-57. But there is a nice piece on MainStreetPreps.com. On Gallatin legend Bobby Luna. Blaine Keller did a really good job with it as he comes up on a couple of milestones up there. Go check that out. Springfield 53, White House Heritage 44, and Smyrna with a 68 34 win over Valor Collegiate. 
Men's basketball action in Georgia. UT Southern's men with an 83-79 win over Middle Georgia State. The women, however, fall 70-62 on the road. Cumberland's women with an 87-43 win over Welch College. College football last night. Pitt was a 24-16 winner over Boston College. And in the NFL, it was the Ravens 34, Bengals 20. Tonight, football, playoffs. Davidson Academy at Boyd Buchanan. That's a 6 o'clock central t- uh, kick, 7 o'clock local time. Ravenwood is at Brentwood. Middle Tennessee Christian here in Columbia against the Bulldogs of Columbia Academy. Cross Presbyterian hosting Franklin Road Academy. Liberty Creek goes to East Nashville, and Nashville Christians at Friendship Christian. Montgomery Bell Academy over at Macaulay, 6 o'clock central, 7 o'clock local. Giles County is at Meigs County at 7. That's also... No, that's no. also a six o'clock, yeah, Eastern time kick. Seven o'clock here or there. Centennial at Page, Pearl Cone hosting Marshall County, Riverdale in Oakland at seven at Riverdale, and then East Robertson is at Smith County at seven. High school basketball double headers tonight. Six o'clock starts, unless otherwise noted. Cheatham County is at Creekwood. Forest go comes to Kalioka. Donaldson Christian taking on visiting Republic. Sycamore is at Greenbrier. Harpeth hosting community. Overton goes to Kip Nashville. Hillcrest out of Memphis is at Knowledge Academies. Hope Prep goes to Lawson. Joe Burns is at McEwen. Santa Fe hosting East Hickman. Antioch is at Smyrna. STEM Academy goes to Stewart Creek. I'm sorry, Stewart County. Montgomery Central is at West Creek, and Grace Christian of Franklin is at Zion Christian. All of those, again, are 6 o'clock starts at 6.30. White's Creek travels to Columbia Central as the Lions and Lady Lions will be the Yellow Jackets and Lady Yellow Jackets of Carver Smith for a night. Saturday, 6 o'clock, Watertown at Wilson Central in a doubleheader. Girls, well... Watertown at Wilson Central is the girls at six, boys at seven, but it's part of a play day, and we'll get to all of that because there's a ton of them. It's it's an absolute mess, but I'm, I did my absolute best to try and figure this out for you guys. Tonight, Brentwood's girls hosting Good Pasture, 6 o'clock. Tomorrow at 9 a.m., East Robertson's at Gordonsville. At 10 a.m., Clarksville Northwest is at Gallatin. At 12, Cleveland plays Blackman, I don't know where. Westmoreland, same against Clarksville Northwest at 1 o'clock. Lipscomb Academy is at Hendersonville at 1. Stewart's Creek is at Dyersburg at 2. Westmoreland is at uh, Gallatin. So I'm guessing Westmoreland and Clarksville Northwest is also at Gallatin at 1. Westmoreland at Gallatin at 4. Next level tip-off at Christ Presbyterian. Innsworth and Rossview at noon. Kirkwood and CPA at 6. Cascade. Upperman. And Summertown at 1. Summertown also takes on Grundy County at 5. The first game, Upperman-Summertown, will be at Cascade Middle School. The 5 o'clock game will be at the high school. Lawrence County Girls Classic, 4 o'clock. Mount Pleasant plays Spring Hill at 5.30. Wayne County takes on the host Wildcats. And Richland plays Spring Hill at 7. In Coffee County at Coffee County High School. Fayetteville's at, uh, at Coffee County at 9 a.m. Page takes on Murfreesboro Central at 10.30. At noon, it's Portland and East Hamilton at 1.30. Beach and Lincoln County. 
following that will be Murfreesboro Central and Portland, uh, Coffee County and Beach at 4.30, and then Coffee County and Nashville Christian at 6. So Coffee County is going to play three games. And then two back-to-back at the end of the day. Is there a rule against that? There's no rule against that. Boys basketball. At 6.45 this evening, Westmoreland is at Christian Community. At 7.30 this evening, Lancaster Christian is at Mount Juliet Christian. Tomorrow, Lisbon Academy plays at Hendersonville. That's a 2.30 tip. Murfreesboro Central Magnet is at Coffee County at 8. At Wilson Central tomorrow, Page plays the host Wildcats at 1. Watertown plays Page at 4. At Cascade tomorrow, Lebanon plays Cascade at 9.30, followed by Summertown and the Champions, that's their nickname, at 3.30. Um, in classic action at Gordonsville, it's East Robertson and the Host Tigers at 10.30. Um, East Robertson and Liberty Creek at 1.40. In DeKalb County and Liberty Creek at 4.30. At Gallatin. At 11.30, it's Clarksville Northwest. Northwest. We'll get them both covered. <laughs> Clarksville Northwest plays the host Green Wave at 11.30. Summit plays Clarksville Northwest at 2.30. Summit plays host Gallatin at 5.30. How did Bartlett? Cordova and Independence play at 4.30. Bartlett plays Independence at 4.00. Cordova and Independence at 1.30, Bartlett and Independence at 4. There we go, in case I didn't say that correctly the first time. In the next it level. Is, it's, it's a weird time frame. Yeah, yeah. I thought I said 4.30 and 4, though. But I um, wanted to clear that up. Next level tip-off at Christ Presbyterian tomorrow afternoon at 1.30, Ensworth and Rossview at 3, Brentwood Academy in Hillsboro at 4.30, Davidson Academy at Kirkwood. And at 7.30, it's the host Lions and Clarksville Academy. Men's college basketball action tonight. Edward Waters is at Fisk at 5.30. Central Arkansas is at Vanderbilt. Tennessee State is out at Oregon. That's at 8 o'clock on the Pac-12 network. A Middle Tennessee Pac-12 doubleheader tonight. Yeah, mm. how about that? At 8 o'clock, you can also see Austin P at UTEP on ESPN+. Plus, but Belmont is at Arizona. And that will be the second half of that doubleheader on the Pac-12 network. Tomorrow, Alabama A&M comes to Lipscomb at noon. It's on ESPN+. Plus. UT Southern will be at Bruton Parker down in Georgia. Treveca is at Christian Brothers at 3. Fisk is at Alabama Huntsville at 4. And Milligan is at the Glass House at 5. I think on Middle Tennessee State on ESPN+. Plus. Women's basketball action. At 5.30 today, Lipscomb is at Gentry Center taking on the Lady Tigers. Tomorrow at 11, UT Southern is at Bruton Parker. At uh, 3 tomorrow, Lane College is at Fisk. Michigan plays Middle Tennessee State at 3 tomorrow in the battle for Atlantis. That can be seen on Flow Sports. And for more information on Flow Sports, you can go to GoBlueRaiders.com. Also at 4 o'clock, Austin P is at Butler. At 6 o'clock on Flow Sports, Trebekah plays at Lee. Um, Soon to be a Gulf South Conference game, but not right now. Sunday, 1 o'clock, SEC Network. Troy is at the University of Tennessee, and we're not getting into the facility name. Lipscomb is at Indiana at 1 o'clock. That game is on the Big Ten. Well, Big Plus, actually. 
as the lady bisons try to avenge the men's soccer team's loss last night. <laughs> at 2 o'clock on ESPN Plus, Mississippi State is at Belmont. College football action this weekend. Louisiana Tech is at Jacksonville State. It's a 1 o'clock kick on ESPN Plus. Also at 1, also on ESPN Plus. Texas El Paso is at Middle Tennessee State. Also at 1, also on ESPN Plus. Central Arkansas is at Austin P. At 2 o'clock on ESPN Plus, Tennessee Tech is playing Tennessee State. I assume that's at Nissan Stadium. 2.30, CBS, Georgia at Tennessee. Number two, Georgia. Right? No. Oh, number one. Number one, Georgia. Okay. Oh, they they took the one. They, yes, that's right. They yes. took the number one spot this week. Number, okay. um, Titans, Jacksonville, Sunday, 12, CBS. Watch at your own peril. NBA action tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on Valley Sports South. The Grizzlies are at San Antonio, and then they come home for a Sunday 7 o'clock matchup with the Celtics on Valley Sports Southeast. Um, is there no hockey this weekend? I think there's a game tomorrow, but it wasn't no, on, I think. It's, is it tonight or tomorrow? It's, it's, the it's tomorrow. The Blackhawks and the Predators play at 1 o'clock tomorrow at Bridgestone. And that is your rundown. One o'clock tomorrow. That's why. Is that got, not what I said? Yeah, but that's why I got confused because it got it got lost in the shuffle. Normally, it's down here at the bottom around the six o'clock, seven o'clock <laughs> games. So it just got lost in the shuffle of the the football games that we had. Today's top story, as it is every single day, is brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. They've got great deli meats, deli uh, vegetables, and cobblers for your lunch. Or you can also, of course, get fresh hand-cut meats as well as <clears throat> much, much more. Uh, all cost plus 10 at the register, so make sure to go check that out today. No, our top story comes to us from just down the road, downtown Nashville. Big yeah. announcement this morning. Downtown Nashville in no specific structure because it involves two, I guess. Technically, yeah. Uh, big, big announcement this morning from the, the Tennessee Titans and the city of Nashville because, again, the new stadium is not the Titan Stadium. I need... I need people to stop calling it that. Is that can we do that? Because it's not the Titan Stadium. It is the Titan Stadium. They are the primary tenant, but it is Nashville Stadium. As is, is that Nissan. different? It is. That is different. Yes, because the current because stadium that the Titans play in is also not Titan Stadium. Because okay, that's nobody, what I'm So the, there's no difference in the new setup and no, the current setup. But people calling it the Titan Stadium is is a little misleading because nobody the city doesn't pay the titans rent the titans pay the city well ish you're you're, you're kind of you're kind of being um what's the word it, it's arguing semantics as i like to do it is arguing but semantics it's, but it's, it's important. kind of splitting hair it's it's but it's important to be accurate here because i think you need to understand you have to understand because by calling it titan stadium people may get the impression that the titans are earning money from other events that are taking place. That's not the case. 
The city is who earns the money for these events that take place. And when we're talking about all of the things that go into, you know, the, the financial arguments, that's important. So anyway, not the Titan Stadium. Don't call it that. It has a name now. An actual name, as a matter of fact. The naming rights have been sold, and it was announced this morning that Nissan will continue to be the naming sponsor of the stadium. It will be known as Nissan Stadium. Meet the new stadium, same as the old stadium. I think that, I wish they would put a two over there. I mean, Nissan Stadium 2.0. 2.0. That'd be great. <laughs> Just make it, make it make sense. But yeah, I, I don't think that anybody is surprised by this. I mean, Nissan. I mean, why would they not? North, North American headquarters here uh, have been a, you know, almost vital sponsor of the stadium to this point, you know, after LP Field. Uh, I do, I do struggle with stadium because there are so many other great options, but Such it is what it is. Well, I mean, why are we not calling it the Coliseum? Why is it not Nissan Coliseum? It just makes sense. I guess because it's not Titan Stadium, Chris. It's, it's not just for the Titans. It's for so, everybody. As you so eloquently laid out. <laughs> it's for everybody. Everybody has, has equal say. So, yeah, anyway. Just want to point that out. I think it's important to note. That's all I'm saying. That it, it, could be, it could be skewed if we continue calling it Titan State. So. Anyway, there, there, there's a word for what you're doing, and I can't come up with it. And I will at some point during the course of the show, and I'll just blurt it out. And so there, <laughs> that'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Jerry Palm will join us, talk a little college football playoff and uh, most likely some hoops. So <laughs> stick around. We'll be right at, back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. 
We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. In Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao, he's Maurice Patton, and we're coming to you live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia, Tennessee. Glad to have you guys with us as we are on the verge of high school football playoffs, but also college football season, regular season ends right around the corner in just over a week, and that's kind of sad. But before we bring Jerry Palm into this, did you find the word pedantic? That's it. Yes. It's very pedantic. Used to describe someone who annoys others by correcting small errors, caring too much about minor details or emphasizing their own expertise, especially in some narrow or boring subject matter. Oh, is Nissan stating boring now? <laughs> who owns it might be. To the large majority of people. I don't think accuracy is boring or unnecessary and we'll talk more about that probably later in the show so jerry palm joins us now <laughs> to talk a little bit about the college football playoff poll and how accurate it was all right he kind of called it though he did he absolutely nailed it yeah jerry thanks for joining us man thanks for having me on absolutely i've been called worse than pedantic exactly <laughs> Pardon me while yeah. I correct myself here. <laughs> it, it's, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing, but but you know sometimes it can be. Uh, Georgia Ohio State at the top of the college football playoff rankings this week. In that order, they had been at the top, but in reversed order. Ole Miss was that big a win for Georgia? Obviously, question mark. Well, more in the margin, really, than uh, the quality of the opponent. Although, it, you know, uh, Ole Miss was in the top 10 at the time of that game. So, um, 
and the way the way the committee does game time rankings is what were you ranked uh, in the most recent rankings as we are discussing you. So that was they were number nine uh, in last week's rankings. Uh, they will, you know, when they're looking at that game in the future, it'll be whatever they're ranked, which I think is now 13 or 14. Uh, when they're talking about Ole Miss's ranking uh, as an opponent for Georgia this week, it'll be whatever they're ranked this week. So uh, game time rankings are really uh, much better in the college football uh, playoff world than in anything else. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is a big win. That's a good team. Um, but I mean, I think part of it is, you know, that was their second win over a ranked team, uh, which catches up now to Ohio State. Georgia's wins are better, although Ohio State has that Notre Dame win away from home and both of Georgia's wins are at home. Uh, but it just felt like this was inevitable that Georgia was going to pass them, uh, whether it was this week or whether it was later. If they both remained undefeated, it felt like Georgia was going to eventually pass them, but it made sense to do it this week. Yeah, it may, it, obviously, you know, like you said, game time rankings, it's it, it's not great because they're going to, you know, they're going to see Ole Miss as a 13 or 14 or whatever they are this week, but it is great because now that Missouri win is the ninth ranked team in the country. Yeah. So Georgia, Georgia getting, uh, getting, getting lucky here with some, with their opponents, well, especially considering that at the beginning of the year, we thought Georgia's schedule was awfully rough. Well, in fact, if you look at the strength of schedule rankings, they have the worst rated schedule by far of anybody in the top eight of these rankings. And it's not even close. But I think the committee evaluates them a little differently, uh, more subjectively. For example, I think the Big Ten schools. You know, they look at, you know, Ohio State and Michigan are obviously in one tier, Penn State's in another, Iowa's in another. And I think they looked at the other 10 teams as basically the same and all of them bad. Um, and they're really not that far off <laughs> if that's how they're doing it. So, you know, Rutgers might be six and four. Indiana's going to be, I don't know, what are they, three and seven? Um, but, they're viewed as largely the same. Um, you know, that someone's got to win the games when those teams are all playing each other. So it's, um, I, th I think the, the Big Ten team strength of schedule is not viewed as well um, as the rankings might have them, and Georgia's not quite as bad as the rankings might have. That said, game time rankings. Gary, as, as Florida State, gets ready to take on visiting North Alabama tomorrow and Washington gets sets to go to Corvallis to play Oregon State. Wins in both of those by the number four and the number five team. Do you foresee a flip there for the next rankings? Should have happened two weeks ago, really. Um, I think this committee has overvalued margin of victory compared to the committees in the past. This one is really seems to be, uh, I would say at times overreacting to margin of victory. We talked, you talked about it a little bit with Georgia uh, and Missouri and, you know, the, 
those teams really benefited from big wins. Um, Washington is playing a much tougher schedule than Florida State, but they're only winning by a touchdown-ish, give or take, and that's just not moving the needle for them as they play go up against a Florida State team that's winning by bigger numbers uh, week in and week out. Not so much last week because they played Miami, and that was, I think, a touchdown game. But, you know, if you look at resumes, if you think of it in terms of basketball resumes where margin really means nothing, uh, Washington is way ahead of Florida State. So it can only be that, you know, Florida State's been winning by bigger numbers and Washington's not getting it really, to me, enough credit for the quality of their schedule. Yeah, and I think that I think LSU and Michigan State have a lot to do with that as well. I mean, if if Washington had beaten LSU and Florida State, Michigan State, we may see them flipped already. Well, yeah, I suppose, um, but yeah, you can't really. That's just one game, you know. The LSU is the only ranked team Florida State has played. Sure, Washington already has three. Gets another one this week. You know, they're, they're scared. And you can't even focus just on those games. Their schedules are stronger. You know, no, Florida, yeah. State's, Florida State's ACC schedule is the worst possible ACC schedule you could have. They don't play Louisville in the regular season. They don't play North Carolina in the regular season. If I'm not mistaken, they don't get NC State either. And those are probably the next three best teams in the league. And Florida State doesn't play any of them in the regular season. At one point, there was a possibility of Florida State, Louisville, and North Carolina all finishing undefeated in conference play because none of the three played each other. And obviously, you know, that's fallen by the wayside. But, you know, it's just their conference schedule isn't helping them. Uh, their non-conference schedule, you know, LSU is, is obviously good. But now they're adding North Alabama and Florida to it here at the end. And, yeah, Florida's okay. Um, not great, not terrible. Uh, but North Alabama's 3-7 and seven in FCS. The, if that doesn't kill your schedule when you that's your 11th game, then I don't know what does. Yeah, I just I just think that you know, it, optics of LSU is is what the difference is along with the margin of victory. I think you're exactly right there. And it's, that that being said, this committee does seem a little odd because the best win of anybody has to be with Washington because they have Oregon ranked right behind them. <laughs> no, I would, I would argue Texas's win at Alabama is the best win anybody has. And when we get to the end of the season, that will still be the best win anybody has uh, because it was on the road. You know, Washington got Oregon at home, beat them by uh, basically a missed field goal. Uh, mm -hmm. and, no, the Texas win at Alabama – is is the best win anybody has this well, season, and and I don't think that it can even be questioned. That well, that leads me to my next question: is what is the nightmare scenario for this committee? Is it Alabama winning an SEC championship? Well, that would be part of it. I don't know that the committee views any of these as nightmares. Really, they just like. That just deal with whatever comes. Um, but I think if you end up in a situation where maybe the only undefeated team is the Big Ten champion, or you've got, say, Florida State and the Big Ten champion, 
as undefeated teams. And so Georgia beats Alabama and Oregon beats Washington in a rematch. And you've got Texas sitting there at 12 and one. And you've got, you know, a number, was it five really good 12 and one teams? And you've got to pick two of them along with maybe 11 and one Ohio State. So I would favor in that matchup probably Texas for sure because of the win over Alabama and then either Alabama or Oregon, um, but probably Alabama. So I think it's those two. But is that you have a lot of sorting out to do if you've got two undefeated teams and, and five or six with one loss. And a couple of them are conference champions, but the others are not. Yeah. And, 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 for, and, and I get what you're saying about the committee doesn't necessarily have nightmares, yeah. but they should. And that would be <laughs> one, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be, that would be one where it's like, you know, you know, I just hope we get like three or four undefeated teams to be done with it. And, uh, you know, there are people who think that, uh, a one-loss team could jump, say, Florida State, and that's not going to happen. You know, Florida State, we talk about Florida State and Washington, but the reality is we're talking about playoff seeding for two undefeated teams. If one of them doesn't finish undefeated, it doesn't matter. Or if they both don't finish undefeated, it probably doesn't matter. Uh, the argument between those two right now is ultimately about playoff seeding when you get to that point. Mm-hmm. The Ohio State-Michigan loser is done probably the you know last year they both got in uh but this year the competition at the bottom of the playoff but for like the three and four spots is really going to be too intense i think for an 11 and one team that didn't win its league to get in. i wouldn't entirely rule it out but being a conference champion is something that is part of the criteria not at, they're not you know aiming to pick the four best conference champions but if you're discussing teams and, you know, they're pretty close together and one won their league and the other one didn't, it's kind of a tiebreaker thing. And if you're talking about two or three 12 and one conference champions and Ohio State sitting there, it's hard for Ohio State to compete. And all of those teams are going to have quality wins. So it's not like Ohio State's the only team that beaten anybody. They will have all beaten somebody. And I just don't see how Ohio State competes in that scenario this year. You keep saying that Michigan's going to beat Ohio State. I mean, he, he well, all that said that's going to. And, Ohio and, State at eleven and one is yeah. a better at-large candidate than Absolutely. Michigan at eleven and one. Well, so and, and because just, especially that's what it is. Well, especially with everything that's going on. Yeah, especially with the situation. No, none everything. of that matters. What matters is Michigan didn't play anybody outside the league. So if they finish eleven and one, their only win is Penn State. That's just not good enough in this scenario. So their only admission. quality win is Penn State. Right. The, the, Pardon me for being pedantic. Correcting myself. Yeah. <laughs> the, their their admission doesn't affect anything. No, no, that's not. It's not the committee's job to adjudicate that sort of thing. That's the NCAA's job. That's the Big Ten's job. To well, really, the NCAA's job. You know, to adjudicate that sort of thing. If the NCAA comes out and says Michigan's ineligible, then the committee has to deal with it. Otherwise, they treat them as a team that has accomplished whatever it is it's accomplished. Gotcha. All right. Well, there you go. It's a, it is it is an interesting scenario that this committee finds itself in because it. it 
I just want Boo Corrigan to come on TV and be like, hey, can we just start the 12-team playoff this year in the event that there are five one-loss teams? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would like Boo Corrigan to come on TV and say anything. Yeah. <laughs> anything I, I got to give him a lot of credit. The committee chairman over the years have tried to say very little uh, without, you know, they don't, they don't want to give anything away. Uh, and getting them to be specific about teams is, uh, is you know, like pulling teeth. But I've been reading some of the transcripts and, and he's been the best at saying a lot without saying anything at all. Well, there's something to be said for that. Oh, absolutely. Because at least you can quote them, even if they say nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jerry Palm of CBS Sports joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Bracketologist and college football playoff analyst, Jerry Palm. Um do we want to ask him about the former while we have him? Yeah, because this week is 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 November, whatever. But but next week it can, can be a vital week for a lot of teams come March. No. Oh, basketball! Yeah, yeah, we've got some uh, pretty good tournaments going. The Maui Invitational is completely lit this year. The the quality of teams. Or it's always high. It's always the best tournament in terms of the quality of teams. But you've got number one and number two in that tournament, along with teams like Gonzaga. Uh, it's it's really uh, a terrific tournament this year, and it could have some because of you've got teams that are potential number one seeds in this tournament. It certainly could have an impact come March. At you know when you if you've got two teams now over thirty some games. You know, this isn't like football where it would mean a lot more because it's one of 12. Um, but when you've got everybody playing 35 games, it, it it's possible for, so let's say, a Kansas-Purdue matchup in November uh, where Kansas wins doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be seated ahead of Purdue. In football, it almost certainly would mean that. Um, but it's uh, it's great theater. Uh, it's It's almost a shame. It's coming up against a really important week in the college football season as well. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I'm a Purdue guy, so I'll be, I'll be, uh, split screening football and, and the Maui Invitational. Yeah, don't, don't say that you're a Purdue guy too loud. You know, we're in Tennessee and yeah, that's, uh, our sorry. listeners might start throwing things at the TV. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't do anything about that. We don't have a lot of schools numbers, but Tennessee, we kind of, <laughs> that, that is one of them. That's on a very short list. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, speaking of Tennessee, Jerry, how long does that Wisconsin win on the road continue to resound for them, do you think? Well, we'll have to see how Wisconsin does. Um, you know, Wisconsin, I have kind of pegged as a middle of the pack Big Ten team this year, probably a bubbly kind of team or just off the bubble in the bracket. So, you know, road win, I mean, against a tournament team, always good. If Wisconsin falls off this year, you know, less good. But you know, there's a long way to go. We'll have to see how good Wisconsin is before we can really evaluate how good that win is for Tennessee. I suspect that Tennessee will have better wins than that over the course of the season, and that may not even be in the top five. Potentially in the next week. I mean, they yeah. could play Purdue, Kansas, and somebody else. That's right. I forgot Tennessee I mean, was in that tournament, too. Yeah, Tennessee's in the tournament. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, 
they yeah. have the ability to 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 make or break. You know, did they draw Syracuse? Because that would be a lot of orange. Yeah, I don't think they did. So that's that's always good. But yeah, it's it, it's. I mean, it's going to be a a massive massive week for both college basketball and college football. And so I do yeah, not. That, that tournament's a great opportunity is. for Tennessee. Because I don't Tennessee know kicks when off. you've got Kansas and Duke in that tournament. I'm sorry, Kansas and Purdue in that tournament. You've got one and two. Tennessee probably isn't getting a lot of attention. Um, but they should because they're really good. It's it's a really good team. But if they have a chance to sort of sneak up on people, they won't sneak up on their opponents. They'll, they'll know. But they have a chance to sneak up on some people this week and and open some eyes uh, against high quality competition and uh, and do things that will resonate a lot better than a win at Wisconsin. Yeah, they do. They drew Syracuse to kick the tournament off at two thirty Eastern on ESPN two on Monday. So. Will be a lot of orange. Which shade will win? We'll find out. Yeah, mismatched but, uh, orange. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like my socks. Gary, <laughs> we appreciate your time as always. It's always good to get an insight into what the committees, uh, base uh, basketball and football, uh, may be thinking throughout the year. So we we greatly appreciate you uh, giving us your insight and look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Jerry. Take a break. Never pedantic, Jerry Palm. <laughs> we come back when we come back. We are going to get into some Braves chatter and maybe more, maybe not. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today is presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. 
Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome in. It's Main Street Sports today. We continue here on this weekend update edition with some baseball talk as Chris Yao and Mo Patton bring you Main Street Sports today, live from the Lee Company studio. Mo, nine years to the day, to the day <laughs> since Jason Hayward and Walden, Jonathan Walden? Mm-mm. No. Um, Jordan. Jordan Walden. Jordan Walden were traded for. He of the funky leg kick. <laughs> traded for Shelby Miller and a minor leaguer we never saw. Um, Shelby Miller turned into Dansby Swanson. Swanson. So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to take some breaths that I did not take in 2014 as I was selling my barves gear and throwing it into the trash on social media, I'm sure. But late last night, the Braves announced on their Twitter account that Michael Soroka. Wait a minute. Time out, time out, time out. That prospect wasn't someone we never saw. Tyrell Jenkins pitched for the Braves. Oh. Well, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Braves in 2015 because I was mad at I was mad at Nick Markakis for wearing 22. Okay? That was really irritating. On top of it. everything, that's on why top I, of everything. That's else. why I got so mad at a after it was all over that they gave him 22 and they stuck him in right field. I think, I'm like, are you I, kidding I, me right now? I think they were trolling us at that point. I didn't watch a lot of 2015 Braves. I don't know. I mean, Tyra, of course, during the during the the rebuild, there were there were a lot of names that I don't remember that came through the Braves organization. Tyrell Jenkins, 14 games, eight starts, two Win. and four with a 5.88 ERA. Win. 16. Okay. Yeah. I, th- those those teams were not teams I was watching very often. Yeah. I uh, but the Braves gave up Michael Soroka, Jared Schuster, Nikki Lopez, Braden Shoemake, and Riley Goins, a right-handed pitcher minor leaguer, uh, in exchange for left-handed reliever Aaron Bummer from the Chicago White <laughs> Which Sox. is what I felt when I saw that on my Twitter at about Absolutely. 1 in the morning before I went to bed. Absolutely. It was wild. Yeah. But So let me ask you this. Who did you – Hate to see leave the most. Soroka, because I think he's still got, I think he's still got something. Major league quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Nicky Lopez, the way he played down the stretch was a really vital piece. I hate mm-hmm. to see him go, but yeah, Soroka, well, I, I feel like is going to contribute for somebody. And I hate that it's not going to be the Braves. I was at first a little taken aback by the Shoemake move. And then I started thinking about all of the minor league shortstop prospects that, you know, we have and realized that, hey, he's 30 years old. If he hadn't made it yet, he's probably not coming. I didn't realize he was. I didn't either. That's why when I started getting into again, my initial reaction and my initial tweet was at 640. 40 this morning when I just woke up, saw your direct message to me about it, and I was like, are you kidding when me? When did you make us 25? Somebody said he was 30. Somebody in, lied. In my, 
Okay, well, then that makes a big difference. Because <laughs> under my tweet about it being the fleece of the century, <laughs> someone was like, he's a near 30. Well, I mean, if 25 is near 30, then okay. Yeah, can, can we, I mean. He turns 26 Sunday. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't I, I'm going to go with that is not near 30. Otherwise, I'm near 30, I guess. You're near 40. Shh. <laughs> don't tell me that. Anyway, um, long story short, mm -hmm. I have calmed down since that tweet. Six something this morning. At six forty this morning, as I well, I mean, at six forty in the morning, everything pisses you off. Yeah, no, I wasn't ready to be up at that point. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, I feel like this is this is a prerequisite because all of these guys were forty man guys. Mm hmm. Or at least four of them. I don't know. Everybody be going. Goings wasn't. I didn't think so. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of forty man roster spots. Four. And that, that's ten percent. That's a lot. I think this move guarantees the Braves are going after a start because you just gave up two guys who were part of the, you know, the rotating door. And it guarantees that I think they're going after an infielder or they're going to make, or they're going to force Vaughn Grissom to play, you know, to, to, to be a shortstop for sure. Because here's the thing. If they go after an infielder, you have Arcia to be your Nicky Lopez. So I. Why are we for the second off season in a row so convinced that Orlando Arcia can't be our everyday shortstop? I mean, I get our I get that stance this time last year because it had been three years or more since he had played shortstop on an everyday basis. All he did this past year was be an all-star. I understand that. But if, if he is your ninth best starter offensively, you can take that. Sure. But if you can improve, you do. If you Now, they have other holes to fill, but they clearly are going after somebody at the infield position or they're bringing Vaughn Grissom up to sit on the bench. One of the two. Otherwise, you don't get rid of Nicky Lopez. I think Nicky Lopez was a contract deal. I think he was going to make more than they wanted to put into that position. Perfectly fine. But they're going to do one or the other. I don't know what it is, but that's, I mean, that's what this is telling me. I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm saying that's what they're going to do. Now, it may depend on what Alex Anthopoulos is able to get at a shortstop position. Maybe he can upgrade from, from Orlando Arcia. Maybe he can't. Either way, you got a pretty decent option at shortstop, no matter what. So if you can improve, then great. If you don't, that's okay. 
but you've got to fill the top. You got you've got to fill the the top spot is left field, and then starting pitching. Those are the two things you have to fill before yeah, anything. Yeah, you got to stabilize the rotation. The, and they have to be because right now, unless you unless your plan is Vaughn Grissom in left field, I, and very well could be. I don't know. I mean, we've. I would not we've be surprised less, if it were. We've put less athletic people out there. Chipper Jones. <laughs> Didn't Ugla play left field for just a minute? That I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember if he did or not. But I mean, we we've put some random people in left field before. And if it's to, and, and if it's you know because their bat's got to be in the lineup, well, Von Grissom's bat plays as we've said a million times. So you've got four spots to fill. You've got two positions that have to be filled. I'm, I'm really curious to see what Alex Anthopoulos cooks up here. Hmm. He'll be cooking. I mean, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how they, how they fill left field starting pitching and then that, that backup infielder role. I just don't know. I don't think we can have a brave segment the day after the National League Most Valuable Player was announced without mentioning that the National League Most Valuable Player plays for the Atlanta Braves and was chosen unanimously by the Baseball Writers Association of America. Absolutely. I wonder the shock if... I, I, I wonder if I wonder if Toronto's writers are involved in the Baseball Writers Association of America. Um, why? Why do you ask? Because Toronto's not in America. Oh, that's okay. That's not what I was thinking. I was like, that's good. Uh, no, they have their own. They're, yeah, the Baseball own. Writers Association of Canada. Yeah, <laughs> they only have two. Exactly. <laughs> Just there's those two guys. Those guys. We are the Baseball Writers, and they probably have that. Like it's <laughs> they're just dim. No. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, technically, there's North America. Te I guess. <laughs> My pedantic self there, there you go. There you go. Glad I mean, you self-identified there. Techni technicality is still, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I saw somewhere Acuna and Otani mark the first time that both MVPs have been unanimous. Since 37? I didn't see a sense. Yeah, the, the the now again, this came from CBS Sports Network push notifications, which are notoriously wrong. Glad you waited for that. The Gary was off. <laughs> oh, I, I have I have made it clear on my social media how trust but verify. CBS Sports notification that, that that's what it said. So I don't know if that's accurate or not. That's just what that is. It was since the thirties. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it was 37, but I don't know for a fact. And I don't even know if an American League and National League existed in 37. <laughs> I mean, so were they the same league at that point? <laughs> but it, I was so, so, I was just shocked, shocked that two writers in Los Angeles voted 
for Ronald Acuna Jr. For the they, first time in a voting process dating to 1931, okay, both MVP honors announced by the Baseball Writers Association of America were unanimous. Gotcha. So the way so it was it's, worded, it's never happened before. But the way it was worded, very it, it makes it sound like maybe in 1931 it happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, okay, that's great then. This is, yeah. That makes a little more sense. Oh, man, congratulations to Robert Acuna, man. How about that? And then, and then proceeded to play a baseball game in Venezuela. <laughs> that's, Thanks, guys. I got to go play. I got to run. Yeah, probably accepted Literally. it Yeah, on Zoom in uniform. Yeah. And then <laughs> went out. I wonder what he did last night. Wish I could find out. Oh, man. But uh, I don't know that we have Venezuelan baseball stats. <laughs> the, the Venezuelan league is probably not on. And even if it was, we couldn't read them. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. There you go. Let's take a break. Terry McCormick is on the other side of it with our Daily Titans report. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> This Christmas, Give a Little Nashville needs your help to bring joy to children in need. We'll be hosting toy drives during the holiday season, so please donate toys for kids of all ages. On December 3rd, join us for our Cocktails with Santa red carpet event, where you can mingle with other supporters and enjoy festive drinks and food. Together, we can make a difference in our community this holiday season. Visit GiveALittleNashville.com or find us on Facebook to learn more and register today. back in before we get to terry we do have an update on robert acuna's uh, <laughs> night night last night uh the new york post headline robert acuna jr celebrates nl mvp by homering in venezuelan winter league game i mean that's just so appropriate it really is <laughs> if he also stole a base that would just All been right. better <laughs> um i don't had a pair of hits including the long ball well, it means he got on base. Did he? Did he steal one? That's all we need to know. We, we got. We got to know if he stole one base. We're gonna, to, we're gonna have to find out. But, yeah. uh, oh man! Congrats to Ronnie. Let's go to Terry McCormick now, who is standing by with your daily Titans report, powered by Zen Sports. How are you guys? It is your daily Titans report, and it's powered as always by Zen Sports. Uh, Titans heading into Jacksonville. Do you know what today is the one-year anniversary of? The last time the Titans went on the road. Exactly. Been a full calendar year since they won on the road. That was a 27-17 to 17 Thursday night win in Green Bay. And then uh, the next morning, Todd Downing got a DUI, and yeah. the Titans haven't won on the road since. 
Yeah. Mm, anyway. Does anyone else have a longer losing streak on the road, Terry? Do we know that? I don't think anybody does currently. I don't know what the, the entire league record is, but I'm pretty sure no one else has a current longer winless streak on the road than the Titans. But uh, they're trying to get get that monkey off their back as they go to Jacksonville on Sunday to play the division-leading Jaguars, who kind of got thumped around themselves by the 49ers last Sunday. So uh, much like them getting thumped around by the 49ers. Though. Yes, that's true. But much like the Tampa Bay Bucks defense got thrashed by Houston the week before, Jacksonville probably going to be smarting just a little bit. And, uh, they've probably studied some film and, uh, you know, gotten probably had the game played on a loop there in Jacksonville since, uh, since that happened. And so they're going to be eager to get that taste out of their mouths. Titans are going to be without three guys on Sunday. Two of them, I think, are pretty obvious. Andre Dillard, Traylon Burke, still in a concussion protocol. Neither mm-hmm. one uh, were, were on the field the, the entire week of practice. The other one was on the field some, and that's Sean Murphy Bunting. He's uh, still recovering from the thumb surgery that he had uh, last week, and so he will not be available. They're hoping that one more week of rest, they might be able to put some sort of brace on it, and he'd be able to give it a go next week. How long for Traylon Burks in concussion protocol? Is that a week-to-week thing, or are they going to put him on IR at any point? Yeah, I think it's a week-to-week thing. And uh, I think if they had put him on IR, you know, that would have been at least a you know a four-week deal. So they evidently are hoping it's going to be less than four weeks. But uh, certainly, when you, when you saw the hit that he took, and you know the way his head hit the turf, you knew it was probably going to be more than a one-week thing. So Perhaps by next week, maybe he can at least get back on the practice field and doing some things, if not uh, gain full clearance. Terry, is IR retroactive? I mean, could you still put someone on IR at this point and it not be for four weeks from the date that they are put on? How does that work? No, it's not retroactive. I know baseball used – I don't know mm-hmm. if they still can or not, but they used to be able to do that. They would – a guy would miss three or four days, and they'd say, well, let's just put him on the DL, so, you know, what they used to call the disabled list. And I they'd say know. retro to, you know, November 13 or whatever, and, you know, it would be that way. But in the NFL, once a guy goes on, it starts from that minute, and it's four games. And if your bye week falls in there, that doesn't count as part of it either. It is four official games. Four games. Okay. All right. Well. Well, that's good to know. Um, yeah, that's in, that's interesting. Um, looks like Ryan Tannehill is going to be active, maybe? Yep, looks like he's going to be the number two quarterback. Uh, he was getting the number two reps during practice this week, so it looks like he slides ahead of Malik Willis as the top backup to Will Levis on Sunday. What does that mean for Malik Willis? Does he Is he a third quarterback, an, an emergency guy? Yeah. He'll be the he'll be in uniform, dressed as the third quarterback, but he'll be officially declared inactive and only able to go in if both Tannehill and Levis leave the game. Does he have to go on practice squad? No, 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 no. He's on. He's he on the to be picked up. He's just, he's just inactive for this game. He is still on the fifty-three. Just inactive. Will be listed as inactive for the game on Sunday. Gotcha. 
Okay. There is, there's no possibility of Malik going to the practice squad, is there? No, he probably would get claimed off waivers, uh, you know, if he had to, it, because they'd have to do that to drop him off the 53. Mm -hmm. Somebody could claim him on waivers and then he'd be gone. Right. Okay. All right. Man, looking forward to uh, losing on the road again or no? So that's what it feels like. And it, it feels like a tough haul for them to not lose on the road. But, yeah, you know, I mean, Oops, springs a it, certainly, you know, it's an uphill battle for them, you know, you know, away from Nissan Stadium with a depleted roster. But, hey, they're due. <laughs> well, and, and these are sometimes some of Vrabel's biggest performances. This is sometimes this is how he pulls a rabbit out of a hat. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you never know, man. Terry, tell us about Zen Sports. All right, gladly. Our partner Zen Sports is excited to launch their new introductory promotion available to all new customers in Tennessee. The No Danger First Wager. When you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive a $1,000 No Danger First Wager. When you place your first bet on Zen Sports, you will be reimbursed for the amount of your bet if it loses up to $1,000. Plus, Zen Sports has launched a new VIP program for the premier bettors of Tennessee. If you think you might qualify, then listen up. Zen Sports is hosting a VIP tailgate and game experience on December 3rd from 9 a.m. to noon for Titans versus Colts game. That means food catered by a renowned chef, unlimited booze, and a private room for bet placing and mingling with fellow VIPs. The VIP program is by invite only, so if you feel that your Zen Sports Play qualifies for VIP consideration, please check out the program details and apply at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sports book will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and bigger and better action than Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic.
Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, Chris Yalmo Patton. And it is coming up on time to make picks, and we'll do that here in just a moment. But we've got a couple more conversation topics to hit on, including staying in the NFL for just a moment. The Cincinnati Bengals are now under an investigation from the National Football League for sandbagging. <laughs> and that's essentially what it is, as they... They are trying to determine whether or not Cincinnati knew Joe Burrow was going to be injured and was injured before the game last night in which he went out in the middle of and was subsequently ruled out for the season per the Bengals Twitter account, which is the source, literally them, the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> and there was... Allegedly, I didn't see it, but there, there are some folks on social media claiming that a now-deleted post from the Cincinnati Bengals Instagram account showed Joe Burrow in a, a wrap. Some sort hand. of wrap on his hand exiting the team bus in Baltimore. So, there's that. This is, this is bizarre. Um, according to Bengals coach Jack Taylor, the injury was suffered on a tackle by Jadavian Clowney because Clowney never injures anyone <laughs> on Cincinnati's fourth drive. Um, he threw a touchdown pass on that drive to Joe Mixon, was in noticeable discomfort upon making the throw. Um, and apparently unable to grip the ball after that. So it's wild. Taylor said he was not aware of Burrow dealing with any wrist issue before the game. Because he didn't see the route coming off the bus. Guess not. Uh, that's <laughs> and In 2019, the NFL fined the Steelers 75000 and Tomlin twenty five for violating the injury report policy by not listing quarterback Ben Roethlisberger on the practice report before the week two game against Seattle. So this is not you know unheard of completely, and it's why the Titans injury report is always every nick and scratch, and you know if you got a black eye, you're on the injury. Report. So now what 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 was Cincinnati's end game in? playing fast and loose with the injury report as it relates to Joe Burrow. Was that to not give Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, Baltimore, the advantage of knowing that Burrow was unavailable? Or what, what, are, what are you trying to accomplish there? I guess so. And it's really interesting because, you know, Cincinnati's quarterback situation could have been handled better or differently, but they couldn't change it because if you changed your backup quarterback, that certainly would throw up a red flag that you don't know that your starter, starter quarterback. Can yeah. And so instead of having, you know, AJ McCarron able to come in, it was Judge Burrow. Um, Jake Browning, excuse me. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know 
shade to Jake Browning, but it's uh, don't you know if you've got a guy with NFL experience on your practice squad, you'd think that he would be available. He was not. If Burrow originally injured the wrist at some point during the week, then he should have been on the team's injury report, but he wasn't on it a single time this week. If the wrist was sore but Burrow still practiced, the Bengals could have simply listed him as a full participant. After the game, Taylor claimed that he wasn't even aware that Burrow had been wearing a brace. That was the first I saw anything about it, Taylor said. Taylor also noted that the QB was, wasn't dealing with any sort of injury in the days leading up to the game, which is why he wasn't on the injury report. Okay. This is all from CBS Sports and specifically from um, who? John Breach. Um, the only reason anyone knew about the brace on Burrow's wrist is because the Bengals social media team shared a video that showed a quick glimpse of the QB on Wednesday. However, that video got deleted quickly, and the NFL will likely want to know why that video mm-hmm. got deleted if the Bengals had nothing to hide. Bengals aren't the first team to be investigated this year. The Falcons are also being investigated for their handling of B. John Robinson, who only played six snaps in week seven, despite not being listed on the team's injury report. Um, if a team is found to be in non-compliance with the injury policy, the NFL can hand out a hefty fine. Back in 2019, the Steelers were fined 75 grand for an injury report situation involving Ben Roethlisberger. So, I did look. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I understand that you don't want to give the competitive advantage. It happens. I mean, this is Josh Heupel's Thursday press conference, you know, all over. But, you know, it's one, it's the rules. Two, there's no reason not to. I mean, seriously, you could have put him as full participant. I just don't know. That's all you had to do was put him on the list. How much more prepared would Baltimore have been had they known Joe Burrow wasn't playing than they were once Joe Burrow wasn't playing? Clearly, didn't eventual thirty-four twenty victory. Clearly, didn't bother. Them. Yeah. So I, that, they, they made the adjustments. That's the silly part: is that they weren't going to win the game either way whether Burrow was on the report or not, well, because and, Burrow and, wasn't going to make gonna be going to get through the game. Yeah, he wasn't going to get through the game. That's the whole point. Yeah. So it should be, should be interesting to see what comes out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, as we are getting ready for college football picks, let's go into a little college football discussion. We touched on it with Jerry Palm earlier, the Michigan situation. Here's where we stand today as pretty much everything is now over. Uh, outside of the lengthy investigation that will certainly take place and any, you know, any kind of NCAA rulings. You think it will? Because the big part, part of the litigation being shut down was that the big 10 shut down their investigation. They did. And well, one of the reasons they did is because 
Jim Harbaugh said, fine, I'll take the three games. He said, I accept my three-game suspension. Part of the part of the investigation and evidence that the Big Ten was given from the NCAA was that a booster was the one who was bankrolling Connor Stallion's ticket situation and a linebacker's coach who ironically had just come from Ole Miss was in his first year started trying to delete stuff off his computer uh, and, and get rid of some evidence. So clearly knows what he's doing. Cause you know, he's been in the sec. <laughs> he, well, doesn't, he doesn't burn, know too well because he got caught. Well, he knew to burn it down. Now he didn't know how not to get caught. Cause he probably didn't have any help, you know, in the sec, you got, you got plenty of folks yeah, who have experience, <laughs> but, but maybe less at Michigan at the time. But yeah. So, Uncle T, whomever that is, definitely from Two Life Crew, right? <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uncle Luke and Uncle T. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so you uh, you have Uncle T, a booster who's bankrolling this thing, and a linebacker's coach who clearly knows that it's happening because he's deleting evidence off his computer. So Harbaugh says, you know what? Instead of answering any questions under oath i'm just going to take my licking and keep on ticking i mean again and i said this initially three games for harbaugh is no big deal three games for michigan is no big deal uh, yeah take it and move on that's the big 10. the ncaa has enough evidence and a clear admission from michigan at this point because they're accepting the penalty yeah yeah i mean you 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 don't typically take plea bargains unless you're guilty. There you go. Well, that's what the, uh, typically. yeah, yeah, that's uh, typically, that's another show. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it, it is an interesting situation because once again, Michigan's athletics director is on the college football playoff committee. And, but I think it goes back to what Jerry said. I mean, they evaluate the teams that are eligible. And as long as Michigan continues to be eligible, nothing else is their concern. I understand that. And I'm fine with that. But I don't think the athletics director of a school who has admitted to cheating should be on any playoff committee. Because if a booster is paying a analyst to do all of this recon and the analyst is on the field during the games, which most of the time analysts are not allowed to be on the field. I mean, Butch Jones, Derek, Derek Dooley, they're all. Is there a rule? There, there is. Yes. Because you can only have so many on-field coaches, right? <laughs> so... Somebody put him on the on-field coaching list at Michigan. And it appears that it must have been this linebackers coach who's subsequently been Chris fired. Chris Partridge. Thank you. Yes. I didn't want to go look at him. It's okay. But Chris Partridge, who has now been fired. Yeah. 
Chris Partridge, who is now involved the Southeastern Conference in this, which is the last thing they want. It's like <laughs> we we just sitting down here minding our own business. He's not here. He's not with us. He may have been with us, but he's not with us. Why are we catching strokes? <laughs> yeah, and it's Ole Miss, of course. So, you know, like Gibson's it's Ole Miss. Yeah, <laughs> of course it's Ole Miss. Oh, man, they can't, they can't get out of their way. But, yeah, so at this point, Michigan finds itself in a, in a situation where uh, they'll be without Harbaugh, this weekend and against Ohio State next now, weekend. Now, who do they have this week? Uh, we, met, we looked this up once. I don't remember who. Did we look it up? Because, I mean, it's I don't. It's nobody of consequence. No, no, it's not. Because Michigan doesn't play anybody of consequence <laughs> until they play Maryland. That's right. Yeah, that's we, it. We, did, we did look that up, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. And it's at Maryland. So we'll see how that goes. So if it's a three-game suspension... Now he okay. Now he served last week. He did. Okay. So Ohio State will be the last game of the suspension. The University of Michigan, with a victory on Saturday, would become the first FBS program to have 1,000 wins until they're vacated when <laughs> the NCAA takes them away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Well. Um, and again, you you have gone on your rants in that regard, but yeah, no one cares about vacating, vacating wins. Zero yeah. people care. The only people who care are forty years from now when they just look in the online at stats and they, you know, and even then, even on Wikipedia, it denotes you know includes seven vacated wins. We all know what happened. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, anyway, the search for Uncle T is underway. <laughs> For folks, so oh, this goodness. should be this should be interesting, man. I'm, 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 you know, hopefully this is the end. But here's what I: what are the chances? What are the odds that Jim Harbaugh is the coach at Michigan next year? Between serving a three-game suspension to begin the season, a three-game suspension to end the season, he's only coached half the games, and clearly his presence isn't quite necessary. That's a good question. What are the chances? I mean, I, because you could see him saying, you know what? I don't need this. That's the thing is, why would he want to? I mean, I think Michigan will take him as long as he wants to stay. Really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that's already been established. Well, they pulled, because they, they had plenty extension. And I don't know. I, again, I, I don't think know that was that. more performative than could anything. Sure, sure, it could have been. Uh, but I mean, if he if he beats Ohio State, you can't fire him. He beats him again. Yeah, they'll they'll keep signs or not. Yeah, if he beats him again, they're definitely not fired. Mm-hmm. But he certainly could say, "I don't need this college game. I don't need. This. I don't need to. I don't need to go do sleepovers at recruits' houses. I don't need to. I, I don't need to worry about buying somebody's lunch. Yeah, I, if I want to buy one of my, you know, some free agents' lunch, by God, can do I can do that, and yeah. I don't have to worry about what you know, calling compliance and, and all of those things. So yeah. yeah, to me, it just makes sense that he's going to be the next coach of the Chicago Bears. Well, I mean. They got the quarterback. Fans Justin Fields. There's no <laughs> chance he's the quarterback. 
Former Michigan coach, former Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, you might be onto something there. Oh man. I guess McCarthy will be available. Yeah, him and others. Uh, Tom Brady will not. Tom Brady will not be available. You say that. <laughs> You're right. I, I don't know. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to make some picks and very quickly go over last week's mm. results. And when I say quickly, I mean as quickly as we possibly can. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today is presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. And it is time now to take a look at last week's picks, unfortunately, mm. and mm. 
get into this week's picks. So I'm Chris Yao. He's Maurice Pat. We welcome in the man behind the curtain, Justin Kulik. JK, what's up? What's up? What's up? I don't know if we welcome in the man behind the curtain or not, because once again, (laughs) Justin Kulik with a panel's best five and five last week. Hey, 500. You'll take that after a week like that. For sure. Well, he, he picked Utah to cover. Utah is a nine and a half point underdog lost by a touchdown. So he got that one right. We did not, because Washington did not cover. He also picked Ohio State to cover 31 and a half against Michigan in a 38-3 victory. And yeah, those were the two biggest wins. Well, and and if you remember, you know, I went through Washington's schedule and said they'd only won by, you know. Mm-hmm. 10 or 11 points or less every time, and I thought it was the perfect line, and it, in fact, was. It in fact, was. Um, yeah. And, I, I, you know, I, I struggled. But the I took Washington because they were at home, and I thought, well, maybe that extra field goal. Nope. 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 <laughs> so, so, again, Justin was 5-5, five and five, and then with the two bonus picks, um, South Carolina over Vanderbilt, and um, we took under. the under – on Xavier Leggett at 217, he was way under with 120 on nine catches. So five and five, seven and five with the bonus. You and I were each three and seven, five and seven with the two bonus picks. So, yeah. We're still tired. And, it, and, and, and Justin's lead is just growing. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. If only I um, could produce these into picks on a, some sort of app that produces money, but <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, although I did have Georgia covering and they did, you did not. You did have USC covering. Kind of like a ha ha thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So my day started and ended well, mm-hmm. but there everything in between, everything in between was bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's done. What we got? <laughs> we. We start with the game that we were just talking about. Maryland at home. Big noon kickoff on Fox. Big noon kickoff at 11 Mm a.m. It'll be noon where they're kicking from, though. Michigan goes to Maryland. 21 and a half points is the line. Let me get to Hugh Jackman's. (laughs) That one took me a minute. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> I also will take a bunch of angry Wolverines. <laughs> Give me the turf. No idea why, but I just feel like this is just a- <laughs> you and Scott Van Pelt will be on that. I'm sure. Those are the best ones, though, Chris. When you have no idea why. No idea why. I just feel like it's a, it's a Maryland kind of day. Fear the tourists. Um, all right. Also at 11 a.m. on ESPN, it's Oklahoma at BYU. At BYU, Oklahoma. The line is 24 and a half in favor of the Sooners. 
And as long as Oklahoma wins, I'm good because BYU is on that cusp of being five and seven and not bowl eligible, which would allow Jackson <laughs> State to obtain a bowl bid. JK? 24 and a half, you say? 24 and a half. I'm going to go uh, Sooners. I'm going to go Sooners. 48-24, not a cover. Not a cover. I like it when y'all do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I got to give them a real, score. Real numbers. I got to give them a score here. Yeah. 41-17, not a cover. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to go Oklahoma to cover here. I'm not. Because Dylan Gabriel is one of two quarterbacks in NCAA history to uh, throw for four thousand yards and rush for a thousand in back-to-back seasons. The other, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, well, good company. I, I have pretty much lost confidence in Oklahoma well, as it you, relates to you, ATS. Yeah, you, so. you gave you gave Venables a shot early. He 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 hooked you up. But he does go out on top because I took him last week against West Virginia and they did cover. Same. So, but I'm not going to push that here. And here's the thing: I think West Virginia is probably better than BYU. That's what I'm thinking. But it's a, but it was know. only a 12 and a half point spread last yes. week. But they beat them by a, an absolute 59-20. Yeah, it was it was a beatdown. So, I don't know. This one, that was in Norman, though. Exactly. Yeah. This I'm, is in Provo. Yeah, I'm taking BYU. And it's going to be cold in Provo. Well, I imagine it gets pretty cold in Norman, though, too. Probably. But, but yeah, I'm, it's, it's I'm flat there. I'm taking BYU. All right. Uh oh. Hmm? Number 24, Tulane, hmm. nine and one. At Florida Atlantic, oh, goodness. four and six on the year. This game isn't even on television. It's on ESPN Plus. Hmm. One is nine and a half. Nine and a half? Nine and a half. Tulane is nine and one. Florida Atlantic is four, four and six. six. Why? Nine What's going half. on there? This is not. This doesn't make sense. But, I mean, I'm taking Tulane. Me too. As long as Tulane wins, because Florida Atlantic is out of bowl eligibility. Why would you a single digit line? A single digit line. It doesn't make any sense. This, like, is, this is why Florida Atlantic is like the obvious cut. It's 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 the obvious the pick here. What's that going on? Are you taking them? No, okay. not at all. It's the obvious <laughs> pick. Thing. Let's just say JP would have taken them. Based on his his system system. So, <laughs> J.K., who you got? I'm gonna go Tulane as well. Okay. We're definitely losing that one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> FAU's gonna lose by field goal, and something's <laughs> gonna get thrown at my house. There was a game last year. I, don't, I think it was Kansas State Oklahoma, and it, Kansas State jumped out to this big lead, and you had picked Oklahoma, and and. I, I remember I was headed to a wedding. I was on 840, and I was at the, the pilot station or the love station right before you get on 40 going east. And I sent you a screenshot of the score, and I know. I just know you were throwing things as soon as you saw I just know it. I, I could just – Mo's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you 
kidding, kidding me. me right now. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, here's an interesting one. This is this is a tough line too. At noon on ESPN Plus, Liberty is at home against UMass. Oh, oh. the line is twenty eight and a half. Mm. And I'm curious if Liberty is buying into Jerry Palm's margin of victory. Yeah, what a big old what a big old line. Because here's the thing: Liberty at ten and zero isn't even ranked in the college football playoff because nine and one Tulane is twenty fourth. Twenty eight and a half, but it's at home. And it's UMass. Yeah, I might but go still, Liberty. Twenty-eight and a half is huge. Exactly. That's so many points. Hmm. I said that's so many points. It's uh, a it's a lot of points. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go uh, Liberty though to cover. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy in. Is it at Liberty? It is at Liberty. It's in Lynchburg. Yeah, the Casa. Yeah. Let's roll. Let's, let's I agree. Here. I think it's Liberty. I, and I think it's I think it's because they are going to buy in. I, I would, as bad as UMass is, I just have a hard time picking them for anything. But right, I'm going to go with Liberty. But 28 and a half points is a lot. Yeah, I mean, the four, 39 the, to 10. If it were 27 and a half, I'd feel much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds no, silly. Four touchdowns. But, but four touchdowns, I feel like, is, is there. Four touchdowns is not a cover. But now I've got to get a field goal on top of that. Or safety. Or a safety or something else. <laughs> or a rouge. They even have rouges. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let the record be known that we reluctantly are, click, are, are checking. Yeah, we are taking liberty under duress. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> College game day built by the Home Depot. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> it's running on my screen. Yeah, <laughs> until Arthur Lyon yeah. strokes us a chip. College game day is in Harrisonburg. Harrisonburg. It's a very weird name to say. In Harrisonburg, Virginia. I'm sure it's named after someone named Harrison. Yeah, but why the bird? I don't understand. There's a lot of birds. Lynchburg, Pittsburgh. It, yeah, that, that's a weird. A lot of birds. I don't even know what bird means. Get away what does from the bird. Right? Bird mean? It's it's like a small town. Oh yeah, okay. Because Pittsburgh, tiny. Well, at the, at the time, time it was named. <laughs> yeah. It, it outgrew its name. Tiny. Oh, okay, okay. So maybe it, it should be Pittsville. There in Harrisonburg, for James Madison and App State. James Madison ten and zero. App State six and four, but. With the recent ruling, App State still in the running for a Sunbelt East Championship. A dub would go a long way. And App State's been known to show up in these moments. Now, disrupt some people. They're going to be on college game day, but they're not going to be on terrestrial television. ESPN Plus is where they will be. Wow. What's the number? The number is 11 and a half. Or the Dukes in favor of the, the undefeated Dukes. It was the I'm Dukes. rolling with App State, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm with JK on this. I think Appalachian State covers the eleven and a half. I I would not be surprised if the Mountaineers pull this one off. I'm gonna take App State to cover. I think James Madison wins the game. 
I think it would be such a letdown if they don't. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. Well, I'm taking. I'm I'm certainly taking App State to cover. So they've been insufferable on social media. Leave them people alone. No, now they dragged us into it. A burg is an ancient or medieval fortress or walled town. Informal, a town or city. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's just, just a stuff. It's Burgville. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. All right, then. We're going to take a break. When we come back, five more games to pick right after this. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Hey, welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, live from the Lee Company studio, one last time for the week. Coming back to you on Monday with maybe, maybe. Maybe coming back? Yeah, we've got, well, we, well, we, we have a situation on Monday with a with the oh, other part of our job yes. that could. I'm glad you said Yeah, that, that could be a little problematic. problematic. So we, we may or may not see you Monday. We'll let you know. We, we will let you know as soon as we can yeah. on social media. Well, so please. Oof. Yeah. I'm glad you said something. So, yeah. If Tennessee beats Georgia this weekend, we'll be here at some point. Whether if we start at 3.30, we'll, we'll be here. <laughs> we will be on. <laughs> at, at some point, just to dance. <laughs> dance on the graves of Georgia fans. <laughs> 
And speaking of, that's our next game. Georgia mm-hmm. comes into Tennessee and the Neyland Stadium. The line is 10 and a half. And what a nice line. It's, it's an interesting line. It, it is a really very is. interesting line. Last year, Alabama was a nine and a half point favorite over Tennessee at Neyland Stadium. Tennessee won outright. Tennessee won outright. Of course, and then Hooker ain't walking through that door, neither is Jalen Jalen Hyatt. So there's that. And Jalen Hyatt was the reason. <laughs> Ten and a half. Mm. They really want me to pick against the balls, don't they? The real question here is, is Brock Bowers going to play? Do we not know? He's well, he played last week, right? Did he play last week? I don't I know. Thought he did. I, that's I what guess I saw on this. I thought he played last week. I legitimately don't know. So. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, you know what? At Neyland, go balls. Oh. I'm going balls. Let's do he it. He caught three passes for 34 yards and a touchdown. They're going to have to win outright, though, because if they don't get yeah, it's going to be out <laughs> in the half. They're either going to win outright or get blown out. Huh? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing is Brock catching three for 34 doesn't give you Brock Bowers. No, that's not, that's not peak Brock Bowers that's, at all. That's not Brock but... Bowers. Yeah is a game-changer type performance. Well, is he back this week with a game-changer type performance? I think that's going to be the biggest question because here, Tennessee's, Tennessee's secondary is struggling right now uh, with, you know, with injuries. Here's the thing. I don't know that he necessarily has to be back with a game-changer. Because he commands attention no matter what. And Lad McConkey is disgustingly good. I'm taking Tennessee because I'm betting with my heart here. I don't even care. Go Vols. <laughs> he said quietly. Mm. Do I think Tennessee can stay within 10 points of Georgia? Playing that new one. I think the 20 run- to 10 is a cup. I don't, I don't think it's going to be 20 to 10. Uh, well, I mean, 30 to 20. Okay. That is much more likely. <laughs> but the 30 to 17 is not. I'm taking Georgia. Dolly Parton's going to be in the building, man. Um, Dolly Parton's in the building. It, it does make you feel a lot better about UT's chances. Georgia's on a 27-game win streak. Tennessee plays way better at home. Way better. But, but no I, don't feel, I don't feel like Georgia's played their best game yet. They haven't. No Brew McCoy. No Dante Thornton. Mm. And get this. I didn't realize this. Georgia... Under Kirby Smart, 19 and 0 on the road. In SEC play. Mm, mm, mm. Their closest were two games against Kentucky, 
two games against Missouri, and then one other game. I don't remember who it was. Maybe South Carolina in that first year. Yeah. So. This feels like a thirty to seventeen kind of thing. It, it really does. Yeah. Oregon is at Arizona State on Fox at three o'clock. This is an afternoon kick. It's a one o'clock local time kick. Oh, I don't know what time it is local time because it's in Arizona. Uh, but it's 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 not Pac-12 after dark. Twenty-two and a half points is the line, and it's on Fox. What is there, what time is it in Arizona right now? I would like to go second in this pick. I don't know why. I just feel like someone's going to inspire me. So they would be ahead of us. Why is Tempe, Arizona not listed on the world clock? Of course it's not. Because they, because it's on. Because they, they don't know they, either. Because they they do daylight savings time and everybody's confused. Well, that's why I'm looking it up. Well, clearly we don't know. Okay, Phoenix. It is 2:53 in Phoenix right now. Right. Okay. So. So they are an hour behind us. All right. So it's a two o'clock kick, local time. Okay. So Oregon is what? Uh, Twenty-two and a half. Twenty-two. What'd you say, J.K.? What do you got? He wants to go second. Yeah, oh, I would like to hear an inspirational. Uh, I don't have any inspiration here other than <laughs> Arizona State has played exceptionally well at home against teams ranked higher than them. So I'm going with the Sun Devils. Oof. Arizona like State is without its athletics director. Ray Anderson resigned earlier this week. Yeah. You say you're going with Arizona State? Yep. Yeah. Both of y'all? Yep. I am not, and I am surprised, Yao, that you are forsaking your husband trophy winner this weekend. I just, I think it could be 21, but I don't think it's going to be 24. So. <laughs> Florida at Missouri, ESPN 630, 11 and a half in favor of the homestanding Tigres. Florida at Missouri. Florida at Missouri. How much? 11 and a half. Did you pick Justin? Yeah, he picked Arizona okay. State. Both of y'all yeah. picked Arizona State. So is, is the line for Missouri? Yes, 11 and a half in favor of Missouri. Hey, have you seen Florida at all other than against UT this year? No, so that's the thing. See, if once they beat uh, UT is bad, I just, I'm like, they're amazing. No, they're not, though. They're terrible. I know. <laughs> and 11 and a half seems very, very low to me mm -hmm. at Missouri, but mm -hmm. I'm going to take the Tigers because I don't think there's any way that they don't win by more than that. Mm -hmm. I'll agree with that. I'm going to agree with that. But I, uh, you know, I, it's funny. I, say this with the record that I have. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, just goes. Like, yeah, well, you don't know. If you don't know, look how at, do we look, know? look at him with yeah. his humble brag. Humble yeah. brag there. Yeah, yeah. with my record. Like, yeah. Subtle flex. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm getting Missouri. Georgia State at LSU. They're breaking out the purple jerseys for this one, folks, and it's at 7 o'clock at night on ESPN2. Georgia State does not know what's coming. This ain't Newland. No, this ain't Neyland at 11. This ain't Neyland at noon. No, this is 7 o'clock in Death Valley. And they don't care who you are. 26. They All they heard was Georgia. And they were like, we're going. What's, what's the 31 and a half. And I still think they cover. I'm going to agree with that. Jaden Daniels will have the game of his life. And that's saying something. Because <laughs> you're right up against your throat. 
<laughs> it's ho hoodies, man. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Goodness. Yes, considering that he just had 500 yards himself of offense, he's still going to have a better one. Give me, give me LSU. Yeah, I'm rolling with that. And the, they may take him out for the third quarter. Bayou Bengals. Yeah, let me let me get LSU as well. And finally, Texas at Iowa State. Nine and one Texas. Six and four Iowa State. Seven o'clock on Fox. The line at Iowa State. Eight and a half. What? Eight and a half. Texas. But tell me this has not been a weird Big Ten season. What time's the game again? Seven o'clock. It's a night game. Night game. It's already gonna be cold. It might be even colder. Mm-hmm. And it don't Texas. It, it definitely don't get that cold in Austin. In Austin. <clears throat> Eight and a half. Eight and a oh. half. What yeah, you I'm got? Uh, horns up, baby. Mm -hmm. Horns up. Okay. I'm actually going to take Iowa State here. I think Texas is going to win, but I think there it's going to be one of those holy crap games. Watch out. Quinn Ewers is playing, right? Quinn Ewers has been playing. He, he will be playing, I assume. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cyclones to cover. Bonus game. Talk to me. Pew, 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 pew. North Carolina, eight and two, four and two in conference, going to Clemson. Mm -hmm. The six and four Tigers. As North Carolina coming off of a gift last week against Duke. The line is seven and a half in favor of Clemson. The six and four Tigers are Clemson is a seven and a half point favorite at home against North Carolina. Hmm. Did we get a bounce back from uh, NC? Nope. I think I think Duke, North Carolina, when both teams are actually pretty good at football, it's it's almost like you have to take that in a vacuum. Hmm. Yeah. And this Clemson team is surging right now, but Drake May is too good, and yeah, I've got I, North Carolina to cover seven and a half. So do I. Yeah, I think so. Because I'm I'm not sold. Still not sold. On Clemson. Nope. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Maybe we'll see you Monday. Maybe we won't. We'll let you know. <laughs> Follow us at MS underscore sports today for football and basketball scores. I'll be retweeting from there at Chris Yao 14 for Columbia Academy, MTCS, Middle Tennessee Christian scores tonight, as well as Friendship Christian, North uh, Nashville Christian quarter updates. You'll be at Columbia Central for hoops. So follow at Mopatton underscore sports for that. Looking forward to seeing you guys again next week on Main Street Sports Today. <laughs>